So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Back from 10 months? I think it was November was our last episode. I don't even know. It's been a long time. We have not recorded. We kind of, yeah, it was November 20th. We kind of warned that we might leave you hanging, but I thought it was going to be like a month. (laughs) Yeah. I, so. I definitely didn't see this coming of just taking so much time hiatus but yeah it's been about 10 months and so we left off that i would have been in the middle of my pregnancy with stormy Mm -hmm. and you we gave life updates we talked about thanksgiving yeah you had not and we we did this was before your gallbladder surgery yeah before my house flooded this been was a lot that's gone on. But we did announce that we were doing our first birth class. Then. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, so there's a, a lot, lot that's happened. A lot of life that we probably will never catch you up on. Sorry. <laughs> but there's just too much <laughs> the more life. Quick rundown happening. we just told you was it. Was that first Abby's no, first Abby got a her gallbladder surgery. On the same day that my house flooded. Right. You woke up that morning and your house was flooding. You went to the hospital, got your gallbladder removed. <laughs> While having a three, four-month-old baby. Yep, and still recovering from your car accident. Yes. <laughs> and your in-laws were in town. Yeah, which that which was, was the praise of all of it. Helpful, yes. Mm-hmm. Then your house got put back together. Mm-hmm. I got more pregnant. Yep, it's amazing how that happens. And then my house flooded mm-hmm. in March. Mm-hmm. Our bathrooms got taken apart. At the very end of your pregnancy. Uh-huh. And... This is making my heart have palpitations. <laughs> oh, before that, you got pregnant. Oh, surprise. <laughs> January, yeah. So, currently now, you're almost due. Yep. With your baby boy. Zion. We're, a couple days will be 37 weeks. Yeah. And I have a five-month-old today, as as of this recording date. Um, Stormy is five months old, and we're going to talk about her birth other, today. Whole other episodes worth about her, but we're just going to focus on Stormy's birth. We figured it was time to jump back in, share about Stormy's birth before. I have a, a birth that we need to share about again. <laughs> yeah. And because I've left everyone hanging for five months. Yes. So. Huh. I'm trying to think of where to start this. So your house flooded. You had your bathrooms torn out. You had a luxury bathroom trailer in your backyard. Yes. That was at. 36 weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, the flooding initially happened on March 2nd, and then we didn't get the bathroom trailers till later in the month, and we got all of our plumbing 
changed out in our house. Mm-hmm. And they did get the toilets back into our bathrooms. There was no drywall on the lower half of the walls. Mm-hmm. But they did. We were able to block off the walls between... the One... Both the bathrooms share one wall, so we had to put stuff up so that because you could just see into the other bathroom. So we were able to make it functional for bathroom usage. We didn't have sinks, vanities, mirrors, um, but flooring. We had the tubs or tub and toilet in one bathroom, and the shower and toilet in the other bathroom. And when all of that happened, an insurance we knew was going to pay for new flooring, not only in our bathroom but it extends through our kitchen we decided <laughs> to pray about the potential of taking out like doing a cash out refi on our house to change our kitchen around and god opened all of the doors for that very quickly mm-hmm. at that time and we were able to get into that while the interest rates were still low mm-hmm. and so now currently our bathrooms Still are not finished, but we do have one vanity in place and we're getting our other van- we our other vanity is here and we just need to get that put in and then But your kitchen's completely things. demolished. Yes. So we're still in the middle of all of that. But back to thirty six, thirty seven weeks pregnant, thirty eight I, I got to the point where I was like, Okay, great. I've got a working toilet in my house again. Um so it felt like, for a little bit, it was a little touch and go on just how, whether I was going to even give birth at my house. Yeah, we were looking at, like, Airbnbs. And from... your house. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll just walk over and have my baby in Tim's office. Mm-hmm. Or... <laughs> so, we got to the point where we felt comfortable having everything set up at, at our house in our room. And... I struggled with weird, some weird preterm labor starting at about 31 and a half, 32 mm-hmm. weeks, kind of on and off for a while until about 36 weeks. And then I would say after that point, I didn't ever have any like really regular bouts of contractions. Yeah. Um, but I did. Just kind of Stormy's whole pregnancy had a just feelings of that something was strange, something wasn't wasn't quite right, worrying about her, and I couldn't tell how much of it was p- potentially would. from having it be a pregnancy right after a loss. Right. Um, I just wasn't sure, but and you then also, I also struggled to like I had even... COVID twice during the pregnancy. Yes, but you also struggled to even like picture her birth yes like and so i was already from even before our house stuff happening i was already struggling for some reason i it it was the first time i not only didn't feel like i would need the water but kind of felt like i don't know if i'm gonna have her in the water this time Mm -hmm. even though in my mind that's what i like the most and prefer um and in past pregnancies it felt really daunting and like i don't think i can do it unless 
I am in the water. Mm -hmm. But uh, honestly, the idea of giving birth not in the water, it made me feel like if I'm thinking that I'm not going to do that, I definitely just felt strangely open to a C-section the whole time, which I've never, that's always felt really scary to me. Right, but you just Not felt, open to it in the sense that I wanted one, but... You felt like something wasn't right with her. And so to you, it was like, whatever we have to do to make her be okay... Right. ...is what... Which, obviously, you would say that for every pregnancy and every birth. Like, it's not but like... But it's... There's a difference between having the um, philosophy of it and right. saying, like, this is what I believe. Yes. Versus, like, feeling it so strongly that there is actually something going on mm-hmm. that I actually was preparing myself mm-hmm. that this birth might mean, need to be really different. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I was trying to still... I mean, we still, we set up the birth tub, but even when we did that, it just felt like strange this time. Yeah. Um, I got my birth kit, I but I, it took me a really long time to order anything. Mm-hmm. So the night I was, let's see, I was only 38, let's see, 39, 36, 38, when I was 38 weeks, four days on a Wednesday night, I remember sitting in my driveway with some people that night and we were doing, the kids were doing sidewalk chalk and I remember I, I had a few contractions and I remember just thinking like, I, I didn't feel like I was close to having her. Mm-hmm. that night I, I felt like oh here's some more contractions like I remember yeah. thinking very much like I'll probably have her in like a week and a half like around my due date I've mm-hmm. had the last two out of three of the, my last babies I've had really close to their due dates so and then one was way after so just remember thinking like it's getting closer and thinking it was a sweet time sitting there it was April, so it was... This was was a Wednesday night? mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It was really nice outside, like, nice weather, and just thinking it was a really sweet time, and then uh, Chip and I stayed up really, really late that night thinking about what we wanted done in our kitchen because we were going to be going that Friday to meet with a cabinet person... And mm-hmm. talk about kitchen, op- like, setup options. So we wanted to talk through things first. So I think we stayed up until 1 in the morning and then went to bed. And I woke up to a contraction around 2. And... Did that one feel stronger than the ones that you had had? It was a really strong contraction. Okay. Really long, woke me up. But I still didn't think a lot of it, but I went into the bathroom and went to the bathroom and when I wiped, there was bloody show. And I never have had bloody show without it being within like 24 to 48 Mm -hmm. hours. Like that it is a sign for my body typically of... Yeah. Labor is 
beginning cervical change has begun whatever and I was pretty surprised because I wasn't even 39 weeks yet um there were just more things on our to-do list that we thought we were going to be able to squeeze in and get done before I had the baby since we were kind of thinking I had another week um so I remember texting you that in the night I think um, I think you were up with Bo. Yeah. And so from then, kind of what has been typical for me the last several labors, I started having contractions that were about an hour apart. Which I know to other people sounds like nothing and bizarre, but hers are like long, very strong strong and intense contractions and she has them very strong and when we say long like a minute and a half to two minutes long and sometimes they get longer than that yes and like very intense contractions where it feels like it's not the like early labor like it's it's really bizarre it's not common i have never really seen anyone else have similar labor pattern yeah but it has has been a pattern now now multiple times that you kind of know right so typically my body it is i would say it is early labor it's just a very strange early labor and you know it is progressing things and that at some point it's gonna hit i pretty much go from that to transition and have the baby with like as soon as i hit transition it's usually an hour or two Mm mm-hmm but until then, it's usually my contractions might get as close as like 35 minutes apart. Yeah. But usually even when they do that, they I'll have like two that way and then they spread back out to like 45 minutes, oh, an hour, yeah. hour and 15. Yeah. So I knew something was happening, but I just never know how long that stage is going to last. And like knowing that when it does shift, it shifts quickly. Right. So it's not like you can just be the totally longest normal. time that I ever had before this of that type of labor was with Archer, who's almost seven. And with his, I woke up having those far apart contractions in the night, did that until the morning, and then they kind of got a little bit less intense and further apart to the point that like chip went to work and stuff. And then in the late afternoon that day, they totally went away like a hundred percent for a few hours. And then they started again. And then I had him an hour after they got intense. Yeah. So, um, that was essentially, I think it was 25 hours from the first contraction that I had until he was born. With but, Archer. But I didn't have any contractions for part of that time yeah. in that 25 hours. Yeah. So, um, But his like close together contraction pattern of labor was only an hour. Right. Then the next two after that. It, we were almost identical of waking up early in the morning, mm-hmm. around four in the morning with the contractions and having them in the evening that day. Yeah. So waking up at two in the morning, I think it was just easy to think the likelihood that I'll have 
the baby by the end of this evening tonight, yeah. early tomorrow morning, yeah. some somewhere in that range, like within 24 hours felt reasonable to yeah. assume. Yes. So, but we also knew it could be 24 hours. Like we yeah. knew it could be a little while. So that was Thursday morning. That day I was supposed to be going to the bank and opening a bank account that I had because of all the COVID junk, they like make you make appointments. And so Mm -hmm. I had already tried to do this another time and I had accidentally gotten it in my calendar wrong and made it for like the wrong branch or something. And so we really were wanting to be able to get an account opened for doing all of our house renovation stuff that was just kind of separate than everything else. So Chip decided he was going to go to work and we decided to just see how things were and I'm trying to remember how that morning went um Thursday morning mhm I just remember that I wasn't having contractions Super close together. I think I had acupuncture that day. And you did It was either that day or the next day. You did have contractions at the bank. Right. Well, so what we decided to do, our plan, I didn't, I felt uncomfortable to drive to the bank by myself. I didn't really love that Chip was was at work. I was having enough contractions that I wanted him to be home and around felt like things could shift but I also wasn't having enough contractions they were far enough apart that it's like it feels really stupid to not be doing the things that we need to get done because I feel relatively fine in between them yeah so the plan we came up with was that his sister would drive me to the bank and he would get off work early and meet me at the bank we'd open the account and then he'd bring me home and the meeting at the bank was at like one o'clock in the afternoon so that's what we did and I had one contraction before we went into the bank and then like one contraction while we were like an hour later at the end of the time we were there and felt totally manageable totally to anyone else I feel like in any other time and if anyone even told me that they thought they were in labor and this was what was happening I would be like you're probably not. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> right. um, and that's how you felt the first time or two it happened. but Right, but when it's happened three times in a row and it's now no, the fourth, fourth time, it just felt like I need to be paying attention to this. So I think it was that afternoon that I had checked. And all the while, though, throughout your whole like last couple of months of pregnancy, Stormy was frequently flipping to breach. Correct. And not breach. So yes. it was also like a big mystery of what she was, it was even doing. It was really, really hard to tell where she was. What she her was position being was. With her back to my back a lot. So we would feel a lot of limbs, but couldn't feel her head and mm-hmm. butt and back well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did ha- have an ultrasound at 33 and a half weeks because of all of the feelings I was having and everything and just wanting to see how she was doing. And at that ultrasound, she was measuring. 50th percentile and looked great and yeah 
I thought she was oh, she's down. a little bit smaller than some of my other babies at this point, and but still very. I mean, she was like almost five pounds at that point. So I was expecting and hoping to have maybe like an eight to nine pound baby, as opposed to your ten, eleven yeah. pound babies. Yeah. Um. And yes, it, no. At that appointment, she was breech. At the ultrasound. At that ultrasound, oh. she was breech. Um, so, but it was also at 33 and a half weeks. Yeah, and so, she was just moving a ton. Okay. Yes, a lot. So, that late afternoon, it's kind of been our tradition the last two times that my labor has been like this before Stormy's labor, that I would have Abby and our friend Melissa come over. And just kind of hang out with me while I'm in this, like, very uneventful yeah. labor phase where I don't actually feel like I need any sort of support or, like, yeah. coping through it. It's more just, like, or I don't feel like time. doing anything else but laying in bed. And I know the contractions are going to come event Like, there's going to be one every hour or so that I have yeah. to close my eyes and work through. Yeah. But they would just come and hang out with me and Chip would be around and... So we kind of did that, not knowing, like, when will this pick up? I think we filled the birth tub at least partway that afternoon. Yes. Cold did. water, maybe. <clears throat> and I think things started to pick up a little bit in the evening. Yes, they did. They were close, like, your contractions were closer but maybe still, like 20 or they got to t- 7 between 7 and 10. Okay. So, they got to where it felt like we're maybe moving in the right direction, are... but yet it still isn't her normal rapid shift. Right. I and I know I checked my cervix somewhere in there and I thought I was like 4 to 5 centimeters mm-hmm. dilated. So, and was having a lot more like mucus change stuff and things happening. Yeah. Um, so we, I called the midwife at that point to have her come. Specifically wanting her to check on and see if she could figure out kind of what Stormy was doing and what position she was in she was and breach or if she was head down or what. Um, so she came and I labored for a while. She forgot her Doppler, so she had to go back home and get that. Came back. But, I mean, we listened. It was like we heard strong heart tones with the fetoscope in one area low. And then, like, literally one minute later, we heard them high. Yeah. And with a fetoscope... You don't typically hear strong heart tones unless you're very close to where the baby's heart is. Right. You can't... It's not like a Doppler where it picks it up from across your stomach. Right. So we were all still just really confused of what she was doing and what was happening. But eventually, I sort of got to the point where they did space back out and they were not as strong and I was like well I just don't think this is happening you had gotten tonight. in the tub at this point I don't yeah know I got that. I got in the tub and then they were just I basically was like I just don't think this is happening tonight yeah and so 
Abby and Melissa went home. Ooh, that was around like 8. Debbie went home. And. Oh, no. Debbie stayed. Had my midwife stay because it was kind of like. I didn't know when it would shift, but it didn't. It wasn't shifting and I was tired and I was like, I should just go to bed. But I think at that point I still was expecting that there could be this like. Big shift. Yeah. So that's And I why... remember you texting us between like 9, 30, 10 about just feeling like discouraged and like this wasn't what you were expecting pattern wise and struggling with a lot of thoughts of feeling like should I be going to the hospital is that just I was still really but yeah I was still feeling a lot of something isn't right with her like yeah something just isn't right I don't know what it is but I also didn't want to be rash and like just because my labor didn't happen exactly like the last two times right like how much my just and there wasn't actual ever any like any evidence that anything that there was, was anything wrong at right. all other than just feeling like there was something different right so my midwife stayed she slept on the couch i continued to have contractions about once every hour all night so i'm getting sleep but also it's the type of sleep where yeah i have a big strong contraction and then i get up and i go to the bathroom and then i wonder am i gonna have are they gonna is this the one that they're now gonna yeah is this the shift is this now it's then you lay there for a while and you're kind of uncomfortable and then i'd get back to sleep and then that would be about the time that i'd have another contraction and it all start over so i was getting sleep definitely wasn't like this intense active labor right by any means but it also wasn't really super restful wasn't like i got great a great night of sleep so by the time i woke up friday morning though I feel like the last couple of hours of the night into the morning by like seven, they were even further than an hour apart. Yeah. And I just, I remember sitting down with my midwife and having a conversation of like, this feels so stupid because I know that I am in early labor and I know that Uh my transition can go quickly but we also have this appointment at this cabinet and countertop place and it's like four minutes away. I'm like, is it totally crazy if we go to that? And like, should I not? And she was like, it's really whatever you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. She's like, the worst thing that can happen is you just start to go there or are there and just are like, no, I need to leave and go home. Like then you just right. drive home. It's super close. So we decided to do that. So we were there from 9 to 11. I had one contraction that whole time. And this is now on Friday. This, this is Friday now. Yep. Um, so we get back home. Chip decides to go to work because, again, things are not going quickly. Right. I think it was... I should have gone back and, like, tried to reconstruct the timeline, which I didn't do. And I know that's one of the things that putting off this long means, that it's not fresh anymore. And that's part of why we wanted to document it, at least now when I can kind of even remember. But I think, if I'm remembering right, that in in the afternoon, I was either talking to you or with you. Oh, I had a massage that day. Yes. 
Um, so my friend Amanda came over to give me a, a massage and I was like, just so you know, I've been having some contractions, but they're really, really far apart, but they're really intense when I have them. So I don't want you to be freaked out and like think I'm gonna about to have the baby if I have a contraction, but also I'll probably have a contraction. So, um, I remember having a contraction right when she got there. And then she did an hour-long massage, and I didn't have another one until the very end of the massage. And I think, if I'm remembering right, that she maybe came at like 3 that day. Or either 2 or 3. It yeah. was like mid-afternoon. Yes, because we, Melissa and I came back. After that. Yeah. I think, um, which was... Okay, so I actually had... I'm looking at my calendar now. I actually had acupuncture. That that was the morning I had acupuncture. Okay. And then I had um, the massage at 1.30. So 1.30 to 2.30. So I can't be right that I had acupuncture that day because that's the day we went to... I think that got moved around and I never moved it in my calendar. Anyway, I think it got moved to Thursday. I think I moved it to Thursday because I had woken up with contractions and asked her okay. if she could come sooner. So, um, we did get the dogs groomed that morning, which <laughs> felt funny to me in the middle of all of it. Yes. But, um, so I had the massage that afternoon, had the contraction at the beginning, the end, and then I think you guys maybe came back over, but... I just remember wanting Chip to come back home from work early, mm-hmm. and then I remember contractions got a little bit more close, like consecutively. Mm-hmm. Like the next one was like forty-five, and then thirty-five, and then twenty. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna call him. I really want him to come home." And as soon as I let him know that he should come home, I think the next contraction again was like an hour later or something yeah it, like immediately after i let him know yeah it was not but i was still glad he was coming home and we went into that night basically it felt like from my perspective kind of a like redoing deja of the... vu redoing of the night before mm-hmm. But, like, okay, now this is just needed an extra day for whatever reason. It felt like the same time of night that your other kids were born when you had that pattern. And so it all just felt like very, that was weird last night, but now this is her normal tonight. Like, mm-hmm. and we came back and we kind of did the same thing. We refilled I, the tub. I did and... not call the midwife back at that point yet. Right. Like, we never got to that point of it. But, and I had checked myself at some point and felt that I was further dilated. Uh I felt like I was closer to like seven centimeters and could feel her head or what I thought was her head or something. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't engaged very much and she still just felt high and like not connected. And so pretty, you guys weren't, over very late before I decided that I just wanted it to be Chip and I and that I would yes. let you know when things I remember up more. specifically <laughs> because I was disappointed that 
I was going to make it in home in time for Tim's read aloud with the kids. Yes. Because <laughs> I was not So that was probably at like 7.30 or something. 8. 8 o'clock. Eight. I think it was right at 8. So, in my mind, what needed to happen was either that I just needed to be with Chip and we just needed things to pick up a little bit more and then we'd call everybody back. Or I was still just really struggling with, are we supposed to, is this not going well for a reason? Are we supposed to be right. going in? Like, what's yeah. supposed to be happening? I tried a lot of different positions during that time. I was on my hands and knees for a while. I was just on both of my knees, up, like with my arms on my bed. I think I tried one leg up for a while. Um and at this point, how far apart were contractions? Still the uh, one hour-ish? I feel like there was a while in there that they might have been like 25 minutes apart, and then they went to like 45 minutes apart. Okay. I do remember there was a part that they were like 20, 20 minutes apart or something that I was encouraged, like, okay, like I just need to get them yeah. going. And then I got, I finally, I decided like, well, maybe if I get in the birth tub... Then I'll like relax or I like, can rest, but it felt really, really horrible to me going into another night of doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Because, like I said, even though I had gotten sleep, it was now two nights of right really no good sleep. Yes, and no sleep all day, and just yeah. really starting to feel tired and going to the bank and going like yeah. continuing kind of normal life, having the massage. So I was getting really, really tired. And just feeling discouraged, but also feeling like I just don't know what's going on with her. Um, So I got in the birth tub and she was moving so much. Like she did this a couple different times in my pregnancy too. The only way I can describe it is that it felt like she was in distress. It felt like not just like like a frantic moving. Yes. It felt like not just a normal like, oh, wow, she's really, really wiggly. Oh, wow. She's trying to get felt like she's trying to get in a different position but it's because it feels like she's freaking out like it just didn't feel good it felt like scary for her Uh uh-huh and i remember getting out and going to the bathroom and feeling and feeling like i could feel her less than the last time i had checked yeah and that also made me feel and that was like after all her movement and just thinking like, okay, this isn't going the right direction, but I told Chip, okay, she either, we need to just pray and God either needs to just allow her to move and get in the right position. And she just needs to be born. Like it just, I need to know, I need to have confidence that this is like going that, that way. And I'm about to have her, or we need to go to the hospital. And I had a contraction at 11.50, and then we prayed. We spent some time praying for a couple of minutes, and I remember that Chip finished praying, and I looked at the clock, and I thought, if, like, I thought in my mind, we'll know what we're supposed to do by midnight. And it was 11.50? I had the contraction at 11.50 oh, okay. and then we prayed. I think it was like 11.53 or something when, or 11.54 or yeah. something. 
But just a few minutes before midnight. Yeah. But I was, I remember thinking, I feel like we'll know our decision by midnight. And right then Chip was like, I think we should decide at midnight. Which this is not like giving me a lot of time, but I feel right. like we, it, that's was it our prayer that it needed to like quickly be a sudden shift yeah. of like, no, this is really happening now. Yeah. And I just had a contraction. So I felt like we were giving myself enough time to have another contraction that would help me know like yeah. this is happening. And it got to be midnight and I hadn't, I felt totally fine. No yeah. contraction. I, and I was like, I think we're supposed to go. And so I texted you at that point. You called me. Oh, I called you. Yeah. I. You called me and you were very, <laughs> you like woke me up and I was expecting you to be like, come over right now. Like the shift has happened, but you were very, um, like. Matter of fact. Matter of fact and like monotone with it. You're like, okay, so Liz is on her way and we're got everything packed up and we're going to the hospital and like you were just, I was. At it that wasn't point, a discussion. It wasn't a... I wasn't calling Abby to, like... Ask me what you should do at all. Or, like, tell her that I was struggling with it. No, or... it's just, this is what we're doing. And I was, like, kind of trying to wake up and process what you were saying. And I remember saying, like, okay, well, do you... And you were saying, like, I don't know if I'm going to just go get epidural. I don't know if they're going to give me a C-section right away. I have no idea what's going to happen when we get there. But I just feel like something's not right and I need to just go. And I remember asking you, like, well, do you want me to, like, go, like, come with you guys? Or do you want me to, like, just wait and you can kind of get checked in and, like, figure out if I you... definitely didn't in any way think anything. I didn't feel like things were were going, were right. But I didn't think that anything was urgent. What right. I, the things that were going on in my mind is I felt like there was something going on with her cord that was making it either she had a short cord, she was all tangled up in her cord, that something was happening to keep her from descending. Uh-huh. So it was just keeping me from finishing dilating yeah. and she couldn't come out without it being like stressful on yeah. her. Or, I mean, that was really what I was, was it? thinking was right. going on right um and so i thought either she needs more time to work her way out and we talked about like my at that point my bag of water was like bulging i could feel it and yeah we chip and i talked about like me trying to break my water to just see if we could hurry things up but i was extremely uncomfortable with not being able to see what her heart rate was doing, not knowing what was going on with her cord. It just felt like that didn't even feel... I I would say, in theory, that I'm against artificially rupturing membranes, but I also feel like, generally speaking, I, while I know the risks involved, I don't typically feel like... It's a huge, majorly risky... Right, thing. but I felt like we can't do that. Like... Yeah. That would be the most unwise thing. He even was like, well, do you just want us to, like, call the midwife and have her come and she can monitor heart tones? And I was like, no. Like, if if anything, if we break my water artificially, she needs to be on the monitor, like, yeah. 100% of the time. And if they notice one thing and they're t- telling me, you need to go for a C-section, I will happily say, like, yes, let's go right now. Like, that's just yeah. where I was at, how I yeah. felt about it. Which was, 
a different feeling than I've ever felt in any birth. Yes. And yes. So I remember though on our phone yeah. call, I trying to go. I felt like there's no. It felt like there was no like rush. The reason we decided to have you come was because we knew you were awake. Now we knew you were going to be wondering what's going on and. I know how much it sucks to be, like, sitting around waiting for updates and wondering, even if, like, all you're doing is sitting in the waiting room, you're like, where are you now? What is going on now? Have you talked to anybody now? But you don't want to be doing that. Like, you don't actually do that. My thought of, my main thought of wanting to go with you guys was COVID policies were still up in the air. And for me, I felt like, okay, if she's going into triage, they're going to be a lot more likely if I'm going in with you as your doula that they're going to let me in as opposed to you're already in triage and then I'm coming later. And I just felt like that might not be. So that was my like main like motivation, not because I thought anything was going to occur. Right. Right then. So we called, I called my midwife and told her what was going on. And then I called or Chip called his sister. So she came over. I just spent time gathering up stuff for the hospital and getting ready to go and I have it in my phone that I texted you at like 12:36 like we're we're ready and we're heading to the car and you said I'm leaving right now too and we walked out and you were walking out to your car yeah we got in the car and I we started driving and I pretty much immediately had another contraction, but that meant it had been 47 minutes from my last contraction. Uh So I thought literally nothing. I mean, I had been having contractions that far apart, so yeah, felt normal. Um, and then we got to the light right before the hospital. So it's probably about 10 minutes to that light. And I had another contraction. And I remember my thought having that contraction was if I was really struggling over kind of this attitude of like, if I'm, I'd always said, like, if I'm going to the hospital anyway, I'm just going to get an epidural. Like, I'm just going to do it the way that it's easier to do it and it's more comfortable. I was really tired. So I was really struggling with whether I was making an okay decision, just saying I just wanted an epidural when I really wasn't in like any hard labor, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't know if they would give me Pitocin and Mm -hmm. what they would do or if they broke my water, I know it gets worse. I just was tired. And, but I remember thinking when I had that contraction, like is God making it so that it's going to be like, by I thought it might go quickly enough that I wouldn't get a chance to get an epidural after I got like, but this is like still with the mentality that I'm thinking I'm going to go in. Maybe have not even an like an hour or two. Right. Not even, I'm not even like, I don't even have a doctor. I'm not even like, mm-hmm. like I would have to. It felt like maybe one contraction worth the start of like your normal normal, transition two hour hour thing yes and so i thought like i wonder if i'm not gonna be able to get an epidural and i was a little bit like annoyed by that but also felt like maybe god was like you don't need it yeah so but that was the only thing that crossed my mind at that point so 
we pulled in and you had just parked right in front of us and I told Chip since you were already getting out of your car to walk in I said why don't you just drop me off at the front door I'll walk in with Abby and you can park and so that's what he did and we go to walk in the double doors and I had a really really big contraction and then and from my perspective at this point I didn't know about I thought you were still having them like 45 minutes to an hour apart. You didn't know about the two I had in the car. So in my, from my perspective, you just were having your like once an hour contraction. And I was still very much trying to pretend like it wasn't bothering me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was continuing to try to walk and like, even though I couldn't walk through the doors and stuff, but. We got into the... So, Chip dropped me off at, at the doors at 12.51. Mm-hmm. We walked inside the doors. There was a phone on the wall. And a lot of hospitals, if you've been to them, you pick up a phone and they'll, like, let you through the doors to triage. So, that's what we thought you needed to do. So, you picked up the phone. Chip did. No. I did? Yeah, Chip wasn't oh. even in there yet. He was oh. still parking the car. Okay. You picked up the phone and you were holding it up to your ears and it was ringing and ringing and ringing and no one was doing anything. And while that happened, I saw a sign on the desk that was out there that nobody was at that said, like, if no one is at this desk, go to this little admitting office that was just like off to the side. So I pointed at the sign or something and... You saw it and you hung up the phone and we just like walked over okay, there. Okay, yes. Uh-huh. So we walk over there and I remember walking in and the lady behind the desk was on the phone and I just stood by the wall and I had a, a small contraction that didn't feel as bad, but it was definitely like a contraction, but I don't feel like I had to like really moan through it or anything. It was shorter. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, sit down. And so I sat down and I told her, I'm here. I was trying to have a home birth, but I've been in labor for a while and I just want to check on the baby. I don't, I feel like something's going on. She was kind of like, okay. And I gave her my name and she found me in the computer from being there before. And she was asking me like, is this your address? Is this your phone number? And during all of that, I had another... Chip got in. I didn't know that, but yes, he was like walking in and I had a huge contraction. I remember it being really Uh an intense one that I like had to moan through and stuff. And as I'm having the contraction, here's what I remember. And you can tell me if it's what you remember Uh or not. I remember as I'm having the contraction... The lady behind the desk going from trying to get me to sign things on the screen to asking if Chip can sign things on the screen and I'm saying yes to saying, let's just, can I just have verbal consent? We're like, sure. And there being some sort of talk about a wheelchair because I feel like they were 
They're like, we just need to get you to a room. Yes, they realize they're in that contraction. Just that one contraction. I that, feel like they a were charge like, nurse came out hearing me yes, having that contraction. Because she came out to get you, to bring you to a room, and you asked, I was like, I can't walk. You asked for a wheelchair. I said, I can't, I can't walk. So she goes and grabs a wheelchair and comes back in with the wheelchair. But she doesn't, because the wheelchair didn't get there for a little while. I don't think the wheelchair got there until after Stormy was born. Hmm. Maybe. I just no, say it. it was there. I'm, I'm re-watching the video right now. Okay. It was there, but like not pushed up all the way. It was just like, like way back. right through the door. Yeah. Okay. So I say I need a wheelchair, but as I'm saying, and, and the lady behind the desk says, please don't have your baby right here. <laughs> so sweet of her. And. And she didn't say it in like a funny, friendly way. No, she said it in a like. Please don't have the baby right here. <laughs> and she was like dead serious. Yeah. And at that moment, I didn't, I, I guess, I guess I did know Chip had gotten in there because I did know that they were asking, can dad sign yeah. for these things? But at the same time, I was like, where's Chip? Like, yeah. Essentially what happened. You is- said, I need Chip. And when you said, I need Chip, I was like. Oh, something's going down because she never says that. And essentially in that contraction, I her head came out of my body. Yeah. I did not, I did not personally remember even in the moments right after that ever feeling any sort of pushing at all. Well, you didn't even, it's not even like but you made pushing noises. That's what I'm saying. Like, like from, from your... your from yes. my perspective, it was that way. From everyone else's yes. perspective, it was also it that was way. It was suddenly you're like, I have depends I on. I had and... a big contraction, and then all of a sudden I felt that something was out of my body. Uh-huh. And I was confused about it because I hadn't pushed anything, and my water hadn't broken. And so I just said, I need Chip. And then I said, I've got a depends on. She's coming. I was like, I think she's out. <laughs> I think she's out. And they... The charge nurse was over there and she like ripped the sides of my depends off and Chip's kind of like, yep. And she was like, oh, yep. And she tells me not to push. And I look at her and I'm like, I'm not pushing. Yeah. You like had your hands up even like this, like, I'm not doing anything. Like, She's I'm falling out of me right here. And I'm just literally in like actual shock. Like, yeah. You can tell from watching the video that I was in. Yeah. Shock. I don't feel like I knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, it all still... Honestly, I can only remember and piece a lot of this together still even from watching the video. Yeah. Like, I went into a place of, like, just... Right. And, and like we've said, even the fact that, like... She was born at 12.56. Chip dropped me off of the door at 12.51. Yeah. She was born at 1256. So it, all of this happened very quickly. Yes. And I don't even remember, like, what even prompted me to start taking a video. God was so gracious. But I just suddenly was like, well, I think something. Maybe it was when you asked for Chip or something. That's what you said, that when I said I need Chip, you just... You felt like something was happening and you just grabbed your right, camera it just and pressed was... record. It doesn't feel like a time you would normally start recording. Like, no. I'm sitting in the admissions office. Right, like, no. It just, but somehow... But you just recorded, did. and so 
I don't even feel like, I mean, clearly I must have had another contraction for her to be born, but it wasn't a contraction where I was, had to react to it in any way. Right. I didn't, I didn't moan. I didn't push. You said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am so (sighs) sorry. Like you just kept saying. But I do remember saying it like, oh, yep, there she is. You're like, I'm not trying to have her. You're talking to the lady behind the desk. Yes. All of the apologies that you hear in the video are all. Because she had uh, most of them are directed to the lady behind the desk, and some of them are directed to the charge nurse. Who I'm feeling like, yeah, I wasn't trying to create a scene here. Like this is why yeah. I came. Yeah. So she just came out of my body. Yep. And she took a bit to transition. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't. It wasn't she like she didn't like start screaming and crying. Right she was. Away. She was pretty limp, floppy. Yeah. But she, but I was also right there watching her and I knew she didn't seem lifeless. Yes, There's like for a sure. difference between yes. a baby who's taking a while to transition. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you feel like they've got signs that they are transitioning versus right. a baby who just, you feel like. Yes, but from their perspective. She wasn't. They just weren't. Came, coming out They weren't well. the most comfortable with no, that. No, her APGARs were six and eight. Six at one minute and eight at five minutes. Okay. So, yes, she didn't just come out, like, ready to take on the mm-hmm. world. Um, Did you immediately feel like she was tiny? I, I... Or had you even, like, thought I about that part? I literally had no... I didn't know what was happening to me. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know, know if, because they also, like, wrapped her right in a towel. Like, if you even, like, had a chance to look I at her to wonder about that. I literally had no... I immediately kicked into, like, all my thoughts were going towards, I mean, because this is all happening within seconds that they're now, and I only know this from watching the video, that yeah. they're now there with a cord clamp, saying they want to clamp her cord. I, I don't <laughs> even feel like I had any My favorite part to... about it was, so I see them, they're grabbing the cord clamp, and they're, the other nurse is with you, still trying to, like, be vigorously rubbing and well, suctioning also, her. Also, what we didn't say is that she came out with her cord wrapped around her several times. Yes. So there was a whole part of, like, trying to untangle her her and... But the other nurse coming up from behind with, like, the cord clamp. And Chip just very, like, sweetly was like, oh, we prefer not to do that. And to them, I feel like they were like... I think one of the nurses said something like, well, well, in a normal situation, but this isn't... They said, well, you're in the admission office. We need so... to, like, get her back. to. A re- they were just very, like, baffled by him sa- stating that but reference. But him saying that was the thing that alerted me. I, because they were coming up behind me. Right. I didn't even yes. see they were doing it. Yeah. And when I heard him say, like, we prefer not to clamp the cord right away, I was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Like, yeah. No, thank you. And, and they're like, well... Can you walk then? Yeah, that was the response. It's in the video. And I say yes. I was like, sure. Not only did I say sure, and this isn't very clear in the video, but my water obviously broke as she came out. And there's amniotic fluid all over my feet. And I'm wearing this... What's the brand? Sanic sandals yeah. from Costco that are made out of, like, yoga mat. So they're super so slippery? they're like very very slippery and i'm like 
as soon as they ask me, well, then can you walk? Like, not wanting to give them any room for... I, like, immediately go to try to stand up. Like, I know I didn't, wasn't successful at that, and so, but all I remember is, I think that you might be able to make it out in the video, but where I'm kind of saying, like, I need to take my shoes off, like, I can't, I can't walk with these on, and as I'm saying that and kind of doing that, the nurse is like, well, we could get you a wheelchair, let's do this safely, and I'm thinking, like, that was always an option. Right. And you have one right there because I just asked for one a minute ago. So they did let me get in a wheelchair with her uh-huh. and they took me. It felt like the room they took me to was really close. Is it that was true? not really close. It was one of the furthest ones. Well, I don't even, re- literally, I don't even remember like that. It was that. far. It was like one of the farthest ones away. In the back corner. Well, I just remember thinking, why are we passing all of these rooms? (laughs) Okay, well, that part was part of the whole, like, you lose time and I'm in shock. And we get to the room and I say, can we just look at her on the bed for a minute? And they're like, because I can tell they're still wanting to cut her cord. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, because we need to have her up by the warmer and the oxygen. Because she's still taking a little while to transition. Yeah. She's definitely doing more than she had been. Right. But so we they pull me in the room. I, again, this is something that, this is my impression, but I don't know what you would think. But I don't think they were expecting this at all. That I, Because they told me no about looking at her on the bed. And I knew they were going to want to cut the cord. I just right. immediately, as soon as they stopped the wheelchair, I stood up and I walked her over to the warmer mm-hmm. and I put her up there mm-hmm. with the cord attached. Yes. I think that surprised them. Yeah. You're standing there two seconds after just giving birth. Right. But I mean, the fact that I even stood up and did it, I feel like they yes. weren't, I feel like it wasn't on their radar that they were going to need to like stop me from doing that. Right. Like, I feel like they just thought, well... We let her have, like, longer getting over here. Right. Now we can cut the cord and take the baby up there. And I was yeah. like, oh, look, my cord's long enough. It's yes, fine. right. We can just leave it attached. Yes. I remember. And when you look at the cord, though, in the pictures, it's it's dark. It's thick. It is it's it not, is not like, limp and white and ready to be cut at that point. No, not at all. She needed that. Yeah. Especially but. knowing how she did after that yeah. point. Yeah. I can imagine that, I mean, obviously it's all just speculation, but you do wonder if it would have, like, compromised her even more to where she would have had a harder time if we had cut the cord sooner. Um, I don't think I, I don't, to answer your question about if I had realized she was small or not. I remember feeling like I knew she wasn't a big baby, like my big babies, but I remember feeling shocked when they weighed her, like shocked. Like it was not anywhere on my radar that she was only a little over six pounds. Yeah. I was expecting, even though, because it had been, even though clearly like looking at the pictures, she, there's no way she, and even knowing my experience, uh, handling her and holding her after that point. Yeah. 
there's no way she could have been like an eight pound baby. Right. But I was clearly just not coherently mm-hmm. yeah. processing things. But I was expecting for her to be like eight pounds or something. Yeah. And when it came up six pounds, three ounces, I was like, I remember at that point then like looking at her and just feeling like. Did you immediately feel concerned? I, um, no, because I feel like I just, I mean, I was concerned in the sense of like, wow, that's not good that five and a half weeks ago she was five pounds and now this much time has gone by and she's only a little over six pounds concerned, but I very much was like, wow, it's probably because of COVID. Like, I just thought that has to be mm-hmm. what is going on here. Like, it, um, but I didn't know what the ramifications would be going forward from that even. Yeah. But I also just felt so disconnected from, I, I still was in so much shock of the situation that I remember sitting there and, like, looking at her and thinking, like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Where did you come from? She felt really foreign to me, where I feel like typically, like, I can remember so clearly, like, I mean, pretty much all my other babies having them and, like, they would cry and I'd think, like, oh, you sound just like one of my babies. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Looking at them and feeling immediately like, oh, you look like another one of my babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting all emotional. But I remember just looking at her and being like, I don't know who you are. Like, I don't feel like you're my baby. I don't know where you came from. I don't know, like, how this happened. Like, clearly you Mm -hmm. have to be the baby that just came out of my body because you can't be somebody else's baby. Like, I've been holding you this whole time. But just... She just felt like a stranger much more than any of my other babies ever have. I know all babies you have. So I know when you're hearing this, like, I know there's an element to like, oh, I'm getting to know you Mm -hmm. for all your babies. Sure. Feeling like they're new and like, but she just felt foreign. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Instead of familiar where, like, all my other babies felt familiar to me right away. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, also, you know, all of these emotions are happening all at once. There's definitely still the, like, joy and... Yeah. I felt, I felt like it was just in the room, like, you've got me and you and Chip... Who have like one ideology about birth and know me, know my history, know what's normal for us. Right. And then you have all these doctors and nurses who don't know us at all. This feels like an emergent situation to them. Very unexpected, not on their radar at all. Like, you know, they've just like in a matter of 15 minutes have gone from not even like knowing a patient is there to like having... A mom who just had a baby in the room, like... Yeah. And it's a doctor who's just the hospital 
OB, like, yeah. no connection to me at all in any way whatsoever. Um, so it was this really strange mixture of, in one way, there was a huge sense of relief for me because I had gone into the situation thinking, like, and being prepared for a C-section, being prepared to need to advocate for, like, needing to be trying to, like, distinguish and figure out what things I was okay with and not okay with. And then it felt like, oh, I don't have to do any of that. So there was a huge sense of, like, relief and joy. There was this just utter shock and surprise element of her being so small. I feel like of all of us, I feel like you, even though... I probably should have been the most shocked by it. I was only not shocked by it because I wasn't even processing it. Not because I wasn't actually shocked by it. Just, but I felt like you were really, I I felt like you were immediately concerned. I was immediately concerned. Yeah. I was immediately like, Oh no. What is is going on? This isn't right. Yeah. This isn't normal at all. This isn't okay. She doesn't look okay. Yeah. She doesn't look normal. I don't feel like the nurses and doctors we're overly concerned about her weight only because it was 39 weeks. She's six pounds, three and ounces, they which haven't is a normal. Been through, right. Six pounds, three ounces isn't. People have babies that, that size that at size. 39 weeks and they're yeah. totally right. fine. But I just know you and I know your history and I know enough to know that this is not a normal thing at all. When you consider that my smallest babies prior to that were my twins who were born at 35 and a half weeks and both of them were bigger than her. Yeah. That's like, right? Not a good sign yeah. that things are right going well. So they weigh them in grams and convert it over to pounds and ounces, and she was exactly twenty eight hundred grams. And I remember them being apologetic. I do feel like there were there were at least one or two nurses in there who were who cared. Very sympathetic to the fact that I was a home birth transfer mm-hmm. and that I I just feel like they were really trying to make yes, things they were. hands off and give me space and um, I feel like they were really apologetic because they said, unfortunately, like from our protocol, 2,800 grams and less, we need to check for blood sugar issues Uh and I do remember thinking that that she was different enough that I was okay with that yeah like you wanted it didn't make me feel like I had to like there was nothing about me that was like I think she's fine and I don't want you to do this can you just reweigh her and see if you can like none of it I, I was like yes I think that's a good idea um I think you thought it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it was something that we were no. like, ugh, stupid hospital policy. No, not at all. I was like, yeah, please. And so I remember that I was trying to start nursing her, too. She wasn't doing well at it at all. Her mouth seemed weird to me. It was, like, very narrow. Uh, that's not the right word. Like, couldn't open right. wide. Yeah. Um, and her blood sugar ended up being 24, which they like it to be over 45. 
I think under 30, they consider critical. critical. So even with that, they were really kind. They didn't act. Surprisingly, they didn't act. Um, as panicked as you would have thought they would have. Right. Yeah. Which again, that's like God's graciousness in allowing us to see the seriousness of the, it, it felt more serious to us than it felt to them, mm-hmm. which kind of helped us meet in this happy middle mm-hmm. where it made me very willing to do the things they wanted to do and it made them not panic and freak out. Right. So it, that the whole time felt really good. Like it felt like I'm very on board with the things you're wanting to do and I want you to do them and they were not acting crazy about it. Right. Um, we gave her some like sugar gels and I worked on nursing her and we got to her room. Her blood sugar did go up after that to, I think, in the mid to upper 30s. I can't remember if it was 35 or 37 or something. Mm-hmm. And they gave her a second set of gels since they like it to be over 45. And had me nurse her again and they said they were going to check it again in two hours and at that point they checked it and it was 50 something and I think that was at the, it was at that point that I was settled in the room it was now where it needed to be and we had an electrician coming to our house at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. so Chip left the hospital you had left already mm-hmm. and Chip left I think around four or five in the morning or something I think around four um and then when they came to do the next check, her blood sugar had dropped again to 27, like so significantly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it just went below 45 or something. Right. And they're like, unfortunately, we can only give gels twice. And at this point, we would need to give an IV. Again, when the nurse came in to tell me this, she was pretty... She was kind of like, I'm so sorry that we can't do more. But at this point, I was, I had been trying to nurse her all along this whole time. And she just wasn't latching. And the part that then, I remember the part that made me really feel concerned. Because I know babies can struggle to figure out. And, you know, they can get into like that sleepy stage. But I remember putting my pinky in her mouth. And I've never had a baby that wasn't willing to... It's like their automatic reflex Mm -hmm. is to start sucking on it. And she just wouldn't at all. Like, she wouldn't even, like, try to latch onto my finger in any way. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, like, okay, like this... We have to give her an IV because she's... I can't even... Imagine trying to give her a syringe of milk at this point. She's not trying to eat in any way. Mm-hmm. She just feels lethargic and like, yeah, this isn't okay. So I was thankful that with Chip not being there and that I was so much like, yes, please help my mm-hmm. baby. Like, this is what I th- agree and think she needs. Mm-hmm. And thankfully within... 
less than probably around an hour of her getting the IV, she really did like perk up and she did start to latch on to things and it really felt like she needed that boost mm-hmm. to yeah. get over that hump. And so I remember in that time just feeling so... Because for her to have an IV meant she had to be in like the nursery. You couldn't she be in went, the room. Right. She went into this intermediate stage where they didn't take her to like the NICU or anything. They took her into this, it's called Kerr's Cottage at the hospital that we were at where the, she had her own nurse that was like, not her own nurse. She went under the care of the nurses that were in there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a nursery area. But I was allowed to come in there. She just couldn't be in the room, in my room with me anymore. Mm-hmm. She was now under their their care. And I had a separate nurse. And um, But I just remember feeling so thankful at that point about how everything had gone. Yeah. Feeling like we needed to be there so much. Thinking about the fact that we had an electrician at our house talking I mean I know I talked with you about the fact that like if she had been born five minutes earlier in Chip's truck I know we would have just gone home Mm -hmm. I mean unless God had like obviously prompted us right right but if we would have stayed at home if we wouldn't have gone to the hospital we would have had her at home we wouldn't have realized right away that we wouldn't have checked her blood sugar. Mm-hmm. It can be normal for babies to be sleepy after they're born. Um, she had had that massive time of moving for like over an hour right before we went to the hospital that I'm sure I would have just chalked it up to like, oh, this labor really wore her out. Like I haven't slept and eaten well in 48 mm-hmm. hours and, um, the thought of, like, we didn't have our car seat out and ready. I wasn't, for me, like, with a home birth, that's not one of the things right. I prepare because I'm not planning to take my baby anywhere for a while after mm-hmm. I have them. So it really did feel incredibly gracious of God to... Work it out in the way that he did. Have us be at the hospital, yeah. but still allow it to be really intervention-free. I was still the one that got to, like, welcome my baby, have her mm-hmm. in my arms right away right um but the ongoing saga of little miss stormy is i mean she's doing great but we just are still kind of curious about some things and just don't know she's still small she's She's very very tiny still been a struggle this is the first baby you've ever not been able to nurse yes and that you've been pumping for and even with bottles she's still it's a it's a it's a constant everyday like yeah, I feel like intentionally trying I feel to... like when we're home which we've gone on a few trips but I feel like the last week especially I feel like she's been in a really good groove really eating the amounts we hope for her to eat mm-hmm. not seeming like it's a struggle for her <coughs> bless you we knew it was coming I didn't know if it would scare it away <coughs> Um, so she seems like, I'm, I'm hopeful that she's on like an upturn for eating and that she'll start hopefully gaining weight a little bit better. Um, but we are, we've seen a lot of different specialists just to check out different things and 
we're going to see a geneticist on Monday. So, um, yeah, just to see what their thoughts are, if there's anything they right. think that they can say, like, oh, yeah, this really makes us think of this, or yeah. we should do testing for this, or I feel like we really don't... I. Both Abby and I, then Chip, we all kind of think that there's very little chance that they'll say, oh, we really don't think we see anything that we should test anything yeah. for. I feel like there will be some sort of testing involved. Yes. I just don't know exactly what that will look like right. or not. But she's otherwise rolling and grabbing toys and trying to talk to us and she took a long time to make eye contact with us and to smile like 12 weeks but other than that I feel like she's been pretty on track with her yeah. milestones and Chip had looked through a name list we had three other names that we liked and he looked through a name list and saw the name Stormy and it was one of those situations where it definitely wouldn't have ever been a name that I would have like written on a list of like, oh, this yeah. is a name I want to consider. But it was like as soon as Chip said it, I felt like I knew that that was going to be her name. That was going to be her name. And then, then her birth just solidified that. Yeah, it was like there was no question that the uniqueness of her birth called for the uniqueness of her name. Yeah. And so she's our little stormy Jean, and Abby and I don't know what what uh, this resurrection of this podcast is actually going to look like in any sort of practical no, way. No, we don't. We're not committing to anything. We are hopeful but... to. We were saying tonight that even if like once a month we could give updates and yeah talk about things that would be great we are hopeful that if, even if that doesn't happen that we'll be back on hopefully before zion is five months old <laughs> yeah to ideally to uh give you an update of how his birth yeah goes and i feel like though we could definitely i mean there's always things we could talk about it'd be great to Fit in another episode before he's born and talk about yeah, we'll your see if that happens. talk about your processing of your last birth going into another birth and yeah, so much affects us when like our past experiences going into the next yep for round. Sure. So anyway, I know that there are some of you who had seen my pictures of my my few birth pictures I, I just posted like a teaser on Facebook right when Stormy was born and then I kind of have never followed posted up anything with else. any sort of yeah. birth story or anything I do have a video like Abby said and if you are friends with me you are welcome to message me if you haven't seen I've sent it to a lot of people already who have asked for updates but um, I'm. It's very PG. Chip feels totally happy for anyone to watch it. I yeah. was wearing like a full dress. You can't see anything inappropriate. In um. It. So if anybody hears this and it's the first time they're hearing that there's an actual video that those pictures were taken as still shots from, 
message me message me and I'll share it with you. All but right. I think that's it. Maybe we'll be back before I have a baby. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's we'll have to see when I have a baby. <laughs> surprise as to what's gonna happen in our lives. But yep. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>